Now it's very easy when we enter our spring, we're like, yes, we've got this energy, amazing. We are going to be like those, I don't know, horses out of a chute and we're just going on that race. Like we're just going a mile a minute. No. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, we have Sarah Byrne. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Hello. Thank you. So Sarah is a menstrual cycle coach, a wellness advocate, yoga instructor, speaker, writer, podcaster, podcaster, and mama who guides women to embrace their menstrual cycle and create massive change by syncing their energy and their cycle. She uses a variety of modalities such as human design, health and wellness, health and life coaching. I'm really butchering this <laughs> and yoga to do this. She believes that once a woman remembers the language of her body, she can do anything. Today, Sarah and I will be chatting about the importance of being aware of your menstrual cycle and how it impacts your day-to-day life. So Sarah, let's, before we dive into all of that, I want to dig a little bit into your journey and what brought you to be where you are today. So yeah, my, so I guess it was probably around 10 years ago that I started on this journey. I've really, I've always struggled with my menstrual cycles. I've always had quite painful periods, um, migraines, fatigue, all of that. And, you know, we're always taught, well, that's your lot in life. Like get over it. You're a woman. You have to deal with that. Um, I'm here to tell you that you do not have to deal with that. Um, And I was on birth control before I had my daughter and that made my periods more manageable. But it wasn't like a lot of women don't realize that the bleed that you have during your menstrual cycle or during the the pill isn't an actual bleed. It is a pill bleed. It's a withdrawal bleed. So you aren't actually creating a lining to shed it during your time on the pill. Um, So I always found when I found that out, I was a bit grossed out by that. Um, and also after I had my daughter, I was finding that I wasn't actually getting, um, I wasn't getting on with it. I just, I was be, I was quite nauseous. I would have, um, like mood swings, etc. And so I went on to the Marina coil. Which I don't know if you have in the States, it's like an IUD. It's a different kind of IUD. Okay. Um, and yeah, it made me crazy. Like, I was certifiable and I got it taken out and I was like, this is it. I am not having birth control. I'm not having anything in my body. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm very stubborn. 
I'm a one three manifesting generator. So one line means that I will deep dive into everything and learn all I can about it. And the third line means I'm going to trial and error it so that you don't have to. Um, and so I spent the next couple of years figuring out my cycle and I do still get migraines occasionally and I do still have fatigue and I do still get period pains. But that's down to my diet and that's down to stress and things that I know I could change, but don't really feel like changing. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I got into it. I just got really fed up with what I was being offered to help manage my pain and my period. And I knew that there had to be something else better out there. And I found it. Very cool. So as when you came across, like as my applications came in, um, I actually am postmenopausal, so I don't even have my period anymore, but I know that there's a lot of women that are listening that do. And I also felt that this was an important thing, perhaps even for our daughters. Because growing up, like the pain, like I had such pain and I never really, and just like you started off this whole interview and you said about, we kind of just accept like that the pain, like it's just part of being a woman and we just have to deal with it. And really that's all the knowledge that I have myself. And so with my daughters who I've got five daughters, so we've all, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like that time of the month. I'm like, Oh, you know, it's just that time of the month. Like I've let them stay home from school. We, we are very, like, we've got multiple heating pads in our house. We're constantly like playing like the, let's just make it through and be the most comfortable. And I really never looked into other options. And now I've been seeing different things like, you know, how to, how to make your cycle work for you and all of these things. And I'm like, huh, like, what is that? So I really wanted to have you on here because I myself was very curious as to this whole idea of having, of, of making your cycle work for you. And really like, I, you know, I've, I've heard about like being more productive at certain times of your month. And like, there's really a lot that goes around with, it goes along with your site, your cycle. Right. And like, yeah. And also, I think it's important for perimenopausal women. So I'm going into that. I'm 40, nearly 41. So I'll be going into, I'm into that sort of stage of my life. And also for postmenopausal women, just because you're not physically bleeding doesn't mean that you don't still have a a connection to Mm -hmm. your womb. If you don't have a womb, it doesn't mean you don't still have a connection to that part of you. It is innately you. We are not born not understanding how our bodies work. We are not born with our bodies to then be at war with each other. That isn't how we are born. It is what society creates. Um, And I think, you know, like just take a moment and imagine if all of our daughters and all of our nieces and all of our cousins and all of our little friends who are 11, 12, 13 and starting their period and they start their period positive as opposed to negative and scared and shameful and confused and I don't know what's going on and oh my god am I dying if we start them out positive imagine what kind of life they can lead and imagine what kind of life we can then be living in absolutely absolutely one of my favorite books is um the red tent have you read oh, it? Yes. yes. It is amazing. <laughs> and I just think of that, like when I think of like the menstrual cycle and like how that used to be, how it used to be like celebrated and it used to be a time of like coming together and just that whole vision, just, it kind of brings like that, that positive aspect to it that we're missing nowadays with society. 
but even mothers find that, you know, we no longer have the village, right? So if I, I had my daughter 11 years ago, I lived very far away from my family and I had nothing. I had no one. I had one friend who didn't have a child and I met another woman. And my child, Audrey, bless her, was amazing, but had reflux. So she screamed all the time. She didn't sleep. She was constantly unwell. And I didn't have that village there to help me figure it out, to help me rest, to help anything. So there's so many aspects of our lives nowadays that we don't have that village anymore. And it's quite sad, really, that we can't move and recreate the village because right. it's just not how it works. It's right. changing, I think. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully. So give us a brief like overview of like what what does it mean to that menstrual cycle awareness? So for me, menstrual cycle awareness is just the awareness of your body and how it is functioning. The Red School is a menstrual, well, they coined menstruality as a term and menstrual cycle awareness is really something that comes from them. They wrote Wild Power. I just had to look at the title. Um, so they wrote a book called Wild Power that a lot of women have been reading or have read and has really opened their eyes to understanding the different seasons within our body. And I love talking about it from a seasonality point of view because it's easy. Like <laughs> We don't need to make it hard. You need to make it easy. You know what people are doing and animals are doing in the winter. Do you know what they're doing in your menstrual or your menstruation or your luteal or your follicular or your ovulation? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, those terms are very medical. If you know them, fantastic, crack on. But if you don't and you are wanting to learn this stuff, it is so much easier to make it accessible than to try and make it just difficult, right? So your bleed, when you're properly starting your period, not spotting, not like days before, but properly starting your period, that is day one of your cycle, of your period. That is when your winter starts. What do animals do in the winter? They hibernate. They rest. They withdraw. They dream. So these are all aspects of what you want to do in your winter. If you want to go run a marathon on day one of your bleed, crack on. Great. It would be a lot more difficult. It, it can yeah. be, but okay. for some women, it isn't. You know, again, it's this idea of listening to your body. I will go and lift weights at the gym on day two of my bleed if I have enough energy. Mm -hmm. You know, so again, it's about, it's not saying, oh, never do this or only ever do that. It's about understanding what your body is saying. So you may find that you are a little bit more tired or that you need to rest or you're a little bit colder you may find that it doesn't bother you at all and you can keep going. The point is, is listening to your body. So once you start to taper off or you start to, you know, like day three, day four, you'll probably start to notice that your energy rises, your mood rises, you aren't feeling as sluggish, all of that kind of stuff. It's because your hormones are rising, right? So this is as we are entering our spring. Now, it's very easy when we enter our spring, we're like, yes, we've got this energy, amazing. We are going to be like those, I don't know, horses out of a chute and we're just going on that race. Like we're just going a mile a minute. No, imagine <laughs> yourself as the butterfly, like erupting is not the correct word. You know, emerging, what I mean? but like, emerging, emerging. is so, <laughs> so the butterfly emerging from the chrysalis right? You want to take it slow. I'm not saying that you've got to be a super snail pace, 
but don't burn both both ends of the candle. You've right. got that energy. There is more energy in your spring. You can do that to a certain extent, but it is always a lot easier to go too far than to do just enough. So I always say to people, especially if you're new into learning about your body, err on the side of caution. Even if you feel like you've got so much more energy and you could go, 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 maybe rein it in a little because what you do in the beginning of your cycle, so your spring and your summer, and how you fuel your body and how you rest and how you eat, etc., like all of those things, if you don't do it in an optimal way for your body, you will know about it in your premenstrual and your bleed. So it is a little bit like a, um, a crystal ball. It is a little bit like a life coach. It is helping to guide you through certain decisions. So your spring moves into summer. Let me go back to spring because I didn't tell Sarah, you what to do. I was going to say, oh. hold on one second. I'm going to okay. I'm going to mute just for a second, and then okay. I'll take this part out. I okay. hear somebody knocking on my door, and I oh. don't know. Nobody usually comes here, so okay. Hold on. <laughs> go 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 go. Okay. So spring, some of the activities that you're going to want to do in spring. So a lot of what I talk about is dealing with women in business. And so these are more business tasks, but you can obviously tweak them for um, day-to-day life, right? So in the winter, you've dreamed up these ideas of things that you want to maybe put into motion, these projects. And in the spring, you're going to want to research them. You're going to want to really start to flesh out those ideas to see what it is that you want to do. Some dreams get shelved for another season. Other dreams get scratched off because you're never actually going to do it. You're quite prophetic in your winter. So do really use that time to listen to the cosmos above, you know, like listen, tap into what your body is saying. And and no idea is too crazy. You may decide you don't want to do it. You may decide that you love it. And that's what you go on with. So your spring is really working on researching and fleshing out these ideas. Um, And if you are going to start a new hobby or something like that, a new habit, it is always really good to start it in your spring because you're more likely to stick with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good information to know. It is really good information. And you'll have a lot more energy than you did in your winter. So if you want to like cycle sync your exercises, which I don't personally do, and I don't really advise my clients to do that. But if you want to add an extra layer, then there are so many great things that you can do. But if I remember correctly, spring is when you're going to want to do like hit and cardio because you've got that energy to do that. So as we move into our ovulation, this is your summer. Now, what do you want to do in summer? You want to be seen. You want, it's like your va-va-voom time. You are, so ovulation, you're having an egg drop. The whole point, even if it is not your goal in life to have a baby, your body's goal in life is for you to fertilize that egg. Mm. So it really wants you to be social. It wants you to be seen. If you are um, looking to if you're in more introverted say this is a great time to plan to see your friends this is a great time to go out for those dinners that you've not gone out for if it's more of a business side it's a great time to launch a product it's a great time to be on podcasts it's a great time to um record videos that sort of thing because so you to put want yourself to be out seen. there 
Exactly. You are more likely, like I always know I'm hitting ovulation when I'm like, I'm going to put my makeup on because I never wear makeup. So you're more likely to want to make yourself look more appealing to other people when it's your ovulation. Your face will also plump out in areas that it's not plumper to make it a more symmetrical face, to make yourself look more attractive to whatever, um, to the opposite sex so that you that can- That is so interesting. Fertilize <laughs> your egg. I know, like the, the body is such a fascinating thing. You may also notice that if you don't fertilize that egg, that your hormones dip a little before they peak, they rise back up and level off. So you may find after ovulation, um, some PMS like symptoms. So like I always find I'm a little bit more grumpy and I'm a little bit more sound sensitive after I've ovulated. Now there is no scientific way to check ovulation unless you are tracking your basal body temperature. Mm -hmm. So doing something like the fertility awareness method, if you are looking for a fertility um, or a non-fertility, as in if you are trying to avoid pregnancy, then those are methods that you would want to utilize. It's also, I think, just knowing your body temperature and tracking it is really great as you come into perimenopause because our cycles do become more irregular and more erratic. So even knowing if you have ovulated that month is a great tool and just knowing what your body is doing on a day-to-day basis is just another data point in case there is something that you need to check out. Right. Well, cause you had mentioned about being postmenopausal, like you still have those cycles, even though you're not doing like, you're not bleeding. And so I like, would that be one of the only ways that you would be able to actually track your cycles if you're not having the bleeds? So typically when you don't bleed, so like you are postmenopausal, you aren't ovulating. So you would use the moon cycles actually. Okay. So okay. A full so that's moon, a whole different podcast. That's a yeah. whole different episode. <laughs> so the um so you would do it like if you aren't or if you are on birth control, right? And you want to track your cycle, mm-hmm. then the full moon would be ovulation and your new moon okay. would be your bleed. So you go from there gotcha. and you start to track it and see if you can any sort of consistency with it over a couple of months okay so we have ovulated and we have not fertilized our eggs so we are moving right along into Into autumn (laughs) slash fall depending on where you are now this is the longest period of your cycle so for some it's two weeks for some it's longer for some it's slightly shorter everybody's cycle is different if it's 25 days that's on the shorter side if it's longer than sort of 32, that's on the longer side. So a normal cycle can range from 28 to 32, 34 days. Like it doesn't, it just depends on you, right? So as you move into your fall or your autumn, you will notice that you have a much bigger drive to just get stuff done. Like you just want to get it all squared away for when you have your bleed. Which would kind of be comparable to like the squirrels, like yes, getting yeah. getting everything done and getting things ready and like more in that productive mode. Exactly. That is exactly what you're doing. So you're dotting your eyes, you're crossing your T's, you're fleshing out or finishing fleshing out those projects that you want to do, or you are finalizing those projects, those contracts, all of those smaller, finer details. This is when you're doing those. You may want to batch cook some stuff so that you're not having to worry about it a couple of days during your cycle. 
If you want to declutter, this is the perfect time to get rid of stuff. You are not sentimental, like not sentimental at all. So if you want to Marie Kondo your house, crack on during this time because you will be all over it. Nothing is going to give you joy. Like you will just be like out. Um, And then you roll back up into your winter. And so then in your winter, you are right back into that hibernation. But the beauty of it is that you will start to notice patterns. So if you, I always tell clients to keep a, a diary, a journal, you can use apps. If you lose the, like I use an app called Read Your Body, I dropped and broke my mobile. I didn't have my code. So then I lost a load of data because I didn't have my code. So if you remember your code, unlike myself, <laughs> probably be fine. Um, but Read Your Body is a great app that you can use and it allows you, if you chart like your t- body temperature, it gives you a really clear chart. You can write symptoms and stuff, but you can also just use pen and paper. Mm. And the beauty is that after doing it for a sort of three, four months, you can go back and you can start to see a pattern emerging because we will have a pattern. Our bodies are mm. not that out of whack all the time that there won't be a pattern. Mm. Um so that's a bit of a whistle stop tour of what yeah, cycle awareness was, is. That was a lot of information, but it yeah. really painted that picture of why, you know, the seasons that our own yeah. body goes through. So I loved all that information. Um, so what would be the first, I mean, you mentioned the read your body app and mm-hmm. some things about like the moon cycle and the basal temperature, what would you say, or what would you recommend as like the first step? in discovering like your natural energy and finding those creative rhythms. So you will notice again, when you start to tap in. So your first step is just to listen and to write it down. Cause let's be honest, we're never going to remember. Right. Like, right. I can't even remember my name some days. Yeah. <laughs> so I always tell my clients to ask themselves a couple of questions. So it's great if you know where you are in your cycle. So if you know that you just stopped your period, then you can count back and then say, oh, I'm on day 10 or whatever it is. And then ask yourself how you're feeling physically, mentally, and emotionally. So and these are the, with yourself. Yeah, it's pretty simple. It'll take like five minutes, maybe, mm-hmm. if that. And the idea is that by, and you can even do a scale of one to 10, like you don't even have to make it hugely complicated. You can write what symptoms you've had. So for example, I will write, like if I wake up with a headache or I've got some aches and pains or I didn't sleep well. So I'll write those things down and then I will know like, oh, well on day 25, I will normally wake up with a bit of a headache and not feeling so hot. Like I didn't sleep very well. So around then, I will know to expect that. Um, Maybe I can go to bed earlier. Maybe I can use a hot, you know, like some sort of compress on my shoulders or my forehead or whatever. So there are a lot of things that you can glean from just a few bits of information. The problem is, is we don't spend the time to listen to our bodies and we don't spend the time to understand or remember what our body is trying to tell us because we are in this constant motion of go, go, go all the time. Um, so really it's as simple as that getting a pen and paper and asking yourself those questions every okay. morning. Okay. Moving we can on. I'll do that. We can yes. all do that. Right. It's just like remembering that this is something that we want to work on. And a good tip to, to help you remember is to just, if you have your mobile phone and that's your alarm, have the title of that check in yep. or 
set it up that your alarm is 10 minutes later and it says check in with your questions on it or something. And then yeah. that's a great way to remember. That's what I always recommend my clients. I'm like, use your phone. You carry it everywhere. Like set exactly. those alarms just for that check-in to see, you know, where are you? Yeah. So any last advice or any, any final advice you want to offer our listeners? I just think that the biggest advice and the best advice is to just start. The idea of understanding your body does not have to be overwhelming. You are literally asking yourself a couple of questions and you can say on a scale of one to 10 or one to five, you know, and the more you educate and have the knowledge for yourself, the younger generation and the younger girls in our life will only benefit from that. There has never been anyone to say that you've not benefited from more knowledge. Um, and I do believe that the education that our girls get around their menstrual cycle is lacking quite a lot. Um, so if you as the adult can educate yourself, perimenopause, menopause are still in your menstrual cycle um, life cycle doesn't really matter because that information can be disseminated down to um anyone and everyone yeah that I wants love to that. listen and to learn love that today's episode is sponsored by the super mom detox an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their super mom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, You'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. So we talk a lot about self-care here on the podcast, and we always want to know from our guests, what is your go-to practice of self-care? How do you feel most recharged and refreshed and ready to go again? Boundaries. Oh, yes. <laughs> Huge. I am a huge going to bed early type of gal. I do not like staying up super late. I get up early. So I love getting up at half five just so that I've got a good amount of time to have my coffee and to read and to get ready for the day. Sometimes I'll go to the gym. It's not really dark and super icy outside. Um, and that also sets me up for the day. I love going to the gym early and doing a workout and getting it done. Um, but for sure, being boundaried around my bedtime. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So do you have a book that you can recommend? 
So I love this because I love books. I also do speech and language. So words mean a lot to me. When I was younger, I did not like reading. And then I got the chicken pox when I was about nine, eight maybe. And I was given this book and I was obsessed with the Egypt game. And that again, that's a whole nother podcast. I thought I was Egyptian. I'm not. Um, but there was a book called The Egypt Game. I even actually have a copy because I, I've read it to my daughter. Um, and three-time Newbery Honor winner, but it was the first book that ever really transported me to a whole other world. And it made me realize just but the power of words and the power of imagination and the power of being able to travel anywhere in the world from your bedroom. You never had to leave, but your whole world was expanded. And so I recommend this book to everyone. I buy it for all the kids I know because it has really changed my life because it opened my eyes to stories and books and characters. Uh, I do have to say you were the first one that has ever bought like a a child's book or like a young adult's book. Like everyone's like these personal development books or like every once in a while fiction book, but... Yeah, well, that's that changed. This book changed my life in the sense that it made me a reader, and I'm a voracious reader. I could have given you a ton of. I know it's always the hardest question when I that had, and I thought (laughs) actually, what book changed my life? The one that introduced me to books. Yeah, Um, Yeah. and I yeah, glad I was able to find the copy. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sarah, where can listeners find you? So I um, am over on Instagram at I am Sarah Byrne. I also have a website called Sarah Byrne Wellness. And I have my own podcast that I don't actually record on anymore. But if you want to learn a little bit more about different taboo topics that... um, that are for women it is Sarah explains it all and you can find it over on Spotify if you're old enough to know that is a knock towards Clarissa explains it all yes I know Clarissa all right well thank you so much for coming on the show today oh thank you so much this has been so much fun thank you for listening to this episode of the moms without caves podcast I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.